talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. We turn the motherfucking noise up. We can get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Mark, welcome to New York City. Crack in my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out the tax in the road. When I was hugging it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven with it. Came from the dirt. I emerged from it all without a stain on my shirt. You could blame my old earth for the shit she instilled in me. Still with me. Pain plus work. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents, the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. It has been a long time. Uh it's been a while. I took a break, but I am back. But I'm back this time. With a new co-host, I got my man Manny Brown. What is going on, good sir? What is good, Jeff? What's good, audience out there? Hey, I gotta every time I every time I come on your podcast, man, the, the theme song always gets me, so I'm already riled up. Yeah, we we definitely, I am definitely back talking wrestling. Uh, many people have questioned cool. questioned and asked what happened, and just to make a long story short, um, I just wasn't happy talking about wrestling. Uh, yeah, it was just like the COVID thing was hitting and I was, I felt like I might've been watching just to be watching and I really just wasn't into it. So I just took it. I had to fall back. Um, other podcasts, you know, did the heavy lifting. They're more popular than me. Um, you know, did the heavy lifting cause they're a week to week podcast. I've decided this will not be a week to week podcast. This would definitely be like maybe me and Manny getting together twice out the month and just talking wrestling and uh yeah, we just leave it short like that. Um because I have a lot of people just what happened, what happened, what happened, and you know, it just really nothing happens. Just I found other fun stuff we to lost, watch. We lost our we lost our mojo, man. We lost <laughs> yeah. our mojo. You know? like, we, me and you are huge wrestling fans. Like literally going back to Hulkamania days before we found out he was racist. But um, you know, Going back to back in the day, you know, to the golden era, we huge wrestling fans, grew up with it, you know, lived it, breathed it every single day. And honestly, the last, like, I would say, like, the last two years, like, specifically, though, 2020, with everything going on in the world and just the product being so bad, man, you know, that I just, I like, I, I found myself, like, I want to be wowed. You know, like, you know how you get, I don't know, maybe the audience, not too much of a tangent, but maybe the audience can relate to this story. You know how you've been at a job for a while mm-hmm. and you just kind of lose your spirit for that job? Like, yes. you just want to be challenged again? Yep. Like, that's how I felt about wrestling. Like, I want to fall in love with wrestling again. That's where, that's where I want to be. I want to fall in love with wrestling again. And you know what happened? A lot of, uh, one thing that happened that really got my mojo back was definitely AEW. Now, granted, I understand it's all of AEW faults. They are not perfect. But yes. the the product itself, it was new. It was fresh. They were trying things. They were doing things. It's wrestling. Wrestling is not going to change, you know, so much. I don't care what Cody and them say. It's going to be more sports oriented. You know, basically, they're more like, we'll try not to do 
all the BS that WWE do, does. And, you know, we'll try to be a little bit cleaner, a little bit better. But, you know, it all has its faults. But I was just more into that product, and I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to watch it and enjoy it. And I felt like because around that time, I think even the last time I had you on sometime last year, people were already, like, putting down their flags. Well, it's it's this, and I don't watch that, and I'm not watching this because I love that. And it was just like, no, I don't want to do this. And I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Like, you know, you can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? Like, right. You can, you can watch AEW and WWE and be fans of both. Like, I was, I was, fan, I was a fan of WCW and WWE. Anything. Right. Like, I watched all three religiously. Like, I never was like, yeah, you always had your folks that were more ECW than WWE and, 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 and WCW, and you had WCW people that were more WCW people than, than the other two, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, this, like, this, like you got to plant your flag. Like, I'm WWE to the core, or I'm AEW. Like, what? Like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're robbing yourself of, like, so much content on, on either side. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, it was like, you know, and then on top of that, I was watching New Japan, but how many people watch New Japan? I know it's a lot of people, but how many people listeners would I get to come and want to listen to me to talk about New Japan wrestling for a whole hour or whatever? It's just like, uh, yeah, so I just fell back. I'm back now. I think I got a clear vision of where I want to go with this. Um, my goal, and I'm going to say it here on a return episode, is to have a woman co-host with us. And eventually from that, I want an all-woman show on Jeff versus the World wrestling pod, you know, the wrestling side. Not me and you doing it. I want, I want women to shine because I think women, I need a voice. And this will be a platform if they choose that they can come on and just talk wrestling. Just because, Absolutely. you know, we need more of that. And I'm just sick. You know, it's just so it's a male dominated world as far as wrestling podcasts go. We just need more women talking about it. And that's just the way I feel about that. But Absolutely, man. We just need we need we need more women in everything. Man. Oh, real, so. from referees to writers, backstage, all that good stuff. Because <laughs> it's. It, it's better. It's better for everybody if it's that way. You can't have a bunch of white male, all white males back there telling people, "Well, I want you to go out do, do this, and it's going to make sense." And you need somebody to say, "No, exactly. absolutely not. They they should not go out there and do it." And here's the reason why. But yeah. absolutely, man. We jumped on a clubhouse last night with Cam. Cam hosted the um, clubhouse, and we were talking to Royal Rumble from last night. And it was very interesting to listen to the different people's uh, perspective of what's going on. And I, you know, I, I said a few things here and there. It's just hard when you have six or seven people trying to get all there. And I think for the most part, it was pretty good because I've listened to some of those clubhouse conversations that didn't go off the rails. So Cam definitely did a great job of uh, holding it together. But this will just be us two giving our thoughts. Um, overall, what did you think last night? Overall, um, a, a solid show. Um, uh, I kind of missed the intro of last night's uh, discussion or whatever, so I didn't get the chance to really get my overall grades on the show. Uh, I, I would give it a B, solid B, good show, good show. kept me kept me entertained for for three hours. I like that it was it was a crisp three and a half, almost four hours. It, I never looked at my watch and was like, okay, WWE's running long, whatever. You know, you know, I, I didn't have that that feeling that I have with other WWE pay-per-views. If, if, if that's one thing that the pandemic has brought, I feel like it's, it's reigned in WWE mm-hmm. on their times on their pay-per-views. And I think that it's, it, that that's the one good thing that's come out of this. So yeah, praise them even more for that. Cause you know, it's, it's, 
it's important. So yeah, I give it a solid B. Yeah, I'm giving it a B plus. Uh, I've said that last night. I think I gave it a B plus just because I'm like you. It just it was a smooth four hours. Like I really didn't look at my watch and say, "Oh boy," or I didn't get dejected. Oh, this match. I didn't feel that way any last night. Now, it may be a wrestlers I particularly didn't care for, like, you know, the Goldberg match, but still, you know, a nice little seven, eight minute match, or maybe shorter than that. I'm not sure. Um, they got in and got out, and I really enjoyed it. And it seems like, like you said, they are basically reining in things, cleaning it up. Uh, I think them copying or doing what uh, New Japan does with WrestleMania for two days is. Just fantastic because smartest thing, smartest thing they could have done ever. Right, yeah. because that those shows, WrestleManias before they had before they did the two days uh, last year, oof, they were rough. Because I went, I went to thirty five. I went to thirty five, and honestly, by the end of that night, it was just it's too much. It's just too. I mean, literally. I mean, I went to thirty five, um, and we got there around six o'clock. And I'm not leaving the building till 12:45. Like that's just too long for like that's that's too long for anything. That's the one <laughs> in Jersey, right? Wrestling. Yeah, that's the one in Jersey. Oh. That was the uh, the women's main event. Becky, uh, yeah, Charlotte, and uh, Ronda. Well, at least you got out of it. We didn't leave till three. Oh my god! <laughs> that's yeah, that's nuts. And we were standing that's in the true. rain. So yeah, that oh that, yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, it yeah. was cold, rainy. New Jersey Bro. transit screwed over a bunch of people. It was just, it was just a nightmare. Yes, it was just a nightmare. So anybody that went there and got out like at twelve, <laughs> you were lucky. Um, not, not to go off subject, not to go off subject, mm-hmm. but um, I wonder how they're going to do it this year with the fans because I know last year was two nights, but they didn't have no fans, obviously. So I'm actually, I'm actually curious to see how they. So how does that work from a ticketing perspective? Like, I'm not sure. Are you, are you buying? Yeah, are you buying tickets to both nights, one night? Like, how does that work exactly? Good question. Good question. Are they just giving out tickets to, to maybe you like you know the front line workers or I don't I don't know how I don't know what they're doing. They may be copying I what they'll give something. Go ahead. Because I think they're going to want to do. I think they're going to want to. I, I think they're going to try to do the the PR thing, have some front line workers, and then I also think that they. So I think that they, it won't be as many as the NFL because I think the NFL is bringing front line workers from all thirty two NFL cities i believe mm-hmm. but i so i think ww will do that i think they'll just bring frontline workers from like the tampa area um so i think that'll only be like however many thousand or whatever and then the rest of it'll just be regular fans i, I just wonder how the both nights aspect's gonna work yeah. if, if they're gonna just do one package for both nights or um one you know one ticket for one night one ticket for another like single admission or double you know yeah I, that's, that's interesting, interesting. I, that's, you gotta you gotta actually I, I definitely want to know. And I guess I have to ask around them somebody who may be going because you won't get me there this year. I don't trust it still. Um, that's a whole nother total, total subject. Uh, yeah, a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait till next year and maybe try to hit up the uh, Dallas one and the LA one. One of those two I'm going to go to. I ain't sure which one. Who knows? I might go to both of them. I don't know. I got my sights set on the LA one. Yeah, LA got, definitely. Well, even Dallas. I got. I got some family in Dallas, so or in the Texas area, in the Texas at whole, as a whole. So yeah, I might, um, I might hit up that Dallas one, and then definitely the LA one. That's only a few hours for me, drive wise. So okay, um, we, we definitely yeah. need to talk then, because uh, <laughs> yeah, um, sure. one of those we gonna have to hook up. With. Um, but yeah, I think that 
as far as the uh, Royal Rumble, going back to that, um, what WWE has learned is that I think it's what AEW is figuring out. It's great that you got all these people in the back and you feel like they want to, you know, get their time to shine and stuff like that. And I've seen AEW have the issue where they're going, 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 going all night. I bought pretty much, I think I've gotten all their pay-per-views. I think I have gotten all of them. And it's still the same thing. They, huh? Yeah. They haven't shortened them. A-W. Yeah, they haven't shortened them. And it seems like WWE's like, oh, okay, so this is what y'all were saying. And now they have basically shaved a couple of things here and there, even on like the B pay-per-views, not just the Royal Rumble. Just, you know, a regular uh, show they were having. And I can't think of a name of one, but they were like, no, let's shave it an hour. And it's going off like at 10 o'clock That's Eastern. Good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Like, there's no reason B pay-per-view and C pay-per-view should be. Like, there's no reason Battleground should be four and a half. Right. Like, come on, man. It's, I can forgive Survivor Series or the big, one of the other big five being four hours, four plus hours or whatever. I can forgive that. You know, those are legacy shows. I, I can I can at least work with you. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I can even, I'll give you a WrestleMania being five hours. But, like, no more than five hours. But, like, Battleground, you know, The Bash, like, that shit should not be, you know, anything, any more than three hours. Right. It should not be. Um, okay, so let's talk about our Royal Rumble winners. I guess we'll start with Bianca, and which I know we both are <laughs> super happy about. Uh, yeah. I think that was a beautiful moment. I think that was a great moment. I think it's an important moment that just like Kofi, uh, they'll be able to play over and over and over and over again. Um, I'm very anxious to see where they go with this. Uh, I know we talked in Clubhouse last night that would they pull the trigger and have her go against Oscar? And we all are hoping no. Please no, not that. Um. And yeah, it, I agree with you. And I just think it's nothing against Oscar. I just think the best uh, path for Oscar is going against Charlotte because it's still meat on the bones of that. It's still yeah. that, well, you got one over on me, so I want my win. And Absolutely. You have the whole backstory of should Oscar, uh, you know, undefeated streak should have should should it really have ended? Because as we saw, they it just got it just didn't even matter. I don't, I'm not even sure how long uh, Flair held the title or whatever was going on. It was just like oh, it was so inconsequential. Honestly, like 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 if you're if you're gonna end an undefeated streak, like let that be a star making moment or something that elevates that talent. Right. And it was just like the, the undefeated streak just felt like it was inconsequential and transitionary. Like and that's the worst part about it, when it just feels like you gained nothing out of that. So what was the point of doing it? Yeah. It was almost like Vince was like, Oh, this is what you were doing at NXT? Knock it off. Let's get past this. I think Vince didn't even realize. I, I dead ass honestly feel like he didn't even realize she was undefeated. Hey, you may like, be I think, right. Like it was, like, yeah, and, and like, oh, she's undefeated. Oh crap! I didn't even. Oh, oh well. Like, I, like that's what it honestly felt like because <laughs> it's just like there's no way that you go into that. Like, I, I'd like to think that these people are at least somewhat competent on what they're doing. So, like, there's no way that you go into that knowing the undefeated streak, knowing that there's money in that, and that you would just be like, oh yeah, we'll just have Charlotte beat her in a. Random <laughs> fast pay per view or whatever, 
and and that's it. I'm undefeated streak over. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And on the other hand, he might have knew him just been like, nobody remember pal. <laughs> Listen, don't ever, don't ever, don't ever put anything past Vince, <laughs> right? Because we, I've heard stories of that's what he says in the back. Oh, nobody remembers that. Really, Vince? That's yeah, how much you think that people are invested. Which is so disres- which is so disrespectful to your audience. Like, imagine right. if like Breaking Bad did some shit like that. Like, literally killed off a character one week and then brought him back the next week, like <laughs> without no explanation. I was like, oh, they won't remember. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> like. Like the amount of people that would stop watching that show instantly would just be like, oh, it's insane by the, the millions. So yeah. yeah, it's just insane, and I just think in that world, he's just so microwave with it. But that's not what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna go back to Bianca, and I'm just gonna talk about her promo. Yeah. I thought the promo was awesome. I thought the way that they had her and um Ripley in the end was great. They got Flair out the way, and uh, it was just like them too, like the future, like. That's the future of the division and just going back and forth. I thought it was just fantastic. Now, my other thing is, I don't know who these people are who, I don't know if you've seen it on social media, they took the little picture and said, oh, both of her feet landed. Knock it off. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. It it did. It did look, it did look for a, like, I'll be honest with you, like, watching it last night, like, I didn't make a huge deal about it. But it did look like she almost touched. Like I, did, I wasn't looking at it, watching it, like with, like the Zapruder film, trying to see if she touched it. Right? Like it did look like she was about to touch it. Like it almost looked like a botch. But I think she caught herself in time where it, it, it didn't touch. But Put it I like honestly this. wasn't like. There is a certain audience mm-hmm. that's running with that. Yeah. You should know what I'm talking about. Your, with it. I, yeah, it's a yeah, certain I, audience running with that. Um, and yeah. I had it planned this morning when I was uh, cooking breakfast. I was had the show planned and I was watching it. And when when it's just playing straight through, you can't tell. But if you take that picture, of course it looks like that. It's a picture. So, of course, yeah. it like, you know, it's almost like, what well, did it? But when she's moving, it doesn't seem like she touched. But it's, it's neither here nor there. People are petty. I just, you know, I get it. I understand it. You know, they want certain things to be a certain way and those time those times are gone uh go with them with the <laughs> go along with them with we, the, y'all, y'all know we talking about y'all so don't even don't even act like what? Yeah. yeah you definitely know uh but it's a i think it's a great star making moment and like i said last night it's very reminiscent of the michael's boyhood dream it's nothing it's not the same but it's in the same thing you know like saying she could do it just that ultimate baby face. And I think um, that's what WWE kind of misses. And I know it's corny. Don't get me wrong. But it's a way you could do Like Cena could have been cool. Some of the stuff he did was corny. It's not a knock on Cena because I, I have become a Cena fan over the years. But I remember how everybody was like, you know, he's just so baby face, baby face. But it's a way to do it with some, you know, some style and some flavor. And I think Bianca yeah. is going to be the one to do that. Just like, um, uh, um, I'm trying to think of somebody that you can say similar. Just like with The Rock, not saying she's like The Rock, but how The Rock was a bit, could be a babyface and it could be cool. It, and it wasn't nothing like yeah. really corny. Now, you may go back now in 2021, you know, pie, what is, what, right? what's going on? You know, <laughs> of course, you, go, you can nitpick things, but it was still a way of doing it to make it cool. And I think they can do that. And of course, Sasha. I know a lot of people give her a lot of heat for her promos because 
oh, she sounded like a borderline uh, heel and all this stuff. But it, it's just, you know, she's a confident baby face. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I um, everything that you said is, is completely 100% accurate. Um, I thought it was definitely a star-making moment. I actually think it was a star-making moment for Rhea as well. Like, I, I got a lot of, like, 2005 Men's Rumble vibes, Batista Cena, you know, where you just could kind of feel like this is this is the next couple years here. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, the foreseeable future here. These two titans battling it out, either on separate brands or, you know, on the same brand. Like, it it, it, it definitely gave me vibes of that. I think I would start making a moment for Rhea, too. Um, you know, it just it was a good, definite highlight for her. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as far as... Reintroduce. As far as, um, she definitely got reintroduced. Yeah, good reintroduction. Absolutely. Good reintroduction. Um, but as but as far as Bianca, man, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a star making moment. And you're right, you absolutely like. I, I hate that. I hate that we live in this era where like you think that you can't have good baby faces anymore. Like to me, what makes a good baby face is like any character in any kind of form of entertainment. They have to be relatable, and mm-hmm. you have to they, they they have to be personable. They have to be relatable. They have to be. They have to be someone that you actually want to see succeed. Like to me, the best modern era babyface, and by that means post attitude era babyface, to me has been Daniel Bryan, because right. he's someone that is authentic, that has the love of the fans, and that is versatile. Fans respect him for what he can do. Respect that he could be a great heel. He could be a great babyface. He could do comedy. He could do seriousness. He can he can brawl. He can he can he can technical base. You know what I mean? He can do it all, right? And mm-hmm. he's someone that that you just want to see do well. He has that personality where you're just like, I like that guy. I want to hang out with that guy. And that's the same thing that, I, that's how I think baby faces work. So I think if Bianca, if they could tap into that with Bianca, I feel like they have money with her. She has money written all over her. Oh, absolutely. It's just a matter of how, it's just a matter of how, I think she could be bigger than Sasha. Like I really do. Like, because I think the one thing that has held Sasha back is injuries and her promo. Like, I don't think, I don't think her promos, like, I think her promos are a little bit better when she's a, when she's a heel, but as a baby face, like, I have yet to see Tasha, Tasha, Sasha, uh, cut that, um, that just like that money baby face. Like, I want to pay to see, go on this journey with her promo. You know what? That's the one thing that kept her back from really being like a true, just, but she's just so good in the ring. It's insane (laughs) how good she is in the ring. Like I'm just saying, like it's it's the argument could be she could be half of she's the number one top wrestler in the company in the WWE right now. She's number one when it comes from bell to bell. She's oh, just so good. I don't even, I don't I don't even think it's debate. I, like I she is she's in if she's not it she's definitely in the conversation. Like Absolutely. she's in the conversation. And I, I, I and I know what people say about her promo, and I just think in my head, I'm just like, I don't care, I don't care. I just want to see her wrestle because she's just so good at it. It's just, the, it's just the small things she does. Um, and we'll definitely talk more about her when we get to her match with um Carmella. But just to finish it off with um Bianca, we just got to make the story to WrestleMania consistent, and we have to make it interesting. And I think it's only going to be interesting if you go with go with Sasha. Not saying it won't be if you go, uh, you know, Oscar. I just think the better story is with Sasha because I just think that's an ultimate match and definitely has to close out one of the nights. I don't care if it's the first night or the second night; it has to close out one of those nights. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I agree that it, the, the the obvious pick 
the, the, the pick that obviously should only be considered is Sasha, right? Like, why would you even do Oscar? You know what I mean? At that point, like it just, it's just awkward. It's not a fit unless you're turning Bianca heel, which right. God, please don't do that. No, um, you can't, you can't do that now. The thing just, yeah, the Oscar thing doesn't, doesn't really make sense. So it has to be Sasha, right? Like it just, it doesn't, you know, you could argue, and I know we'll get to this edge versus drew or edge versus like, you could argue both points, but with this one, it's just like, it has to be Sasha and, and, and Bianca, right? Like it just has to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's it's disappointing in the sense of, you know, they're going to be on WrestleMania, but it seems like somebody's going to get left out of that closing, you know, that closing night spot. Now, yeah, um, I'm not with you on, and I, and I think that I, I was in the minority last night, but I, I don't know if that's closed the show level right now. Uh, maybe, well, I can be convinced that it can be once we get to that point. But right now, I'm just not there. Like, I don't think it closes the show. Right you don't? Now. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not, shocked. Not, not I'm right shocked. now. Like, if, if, if WrestleMania was today, like, I don't know if that closes the show. Now, obviously, we got to go on the journey. We got to see what happens. Now, you ha- now we have this conversation, you know, April 1st. Yeah. Then that's a totally different conversation, right? Because we've seen what's played out. We see the story. We see the build going into Mania. So I, it's, I'm a little different. I, I, I like to keep my options open. Uh, when there's not that like number one, like the year Rock and Cena, you know, the once in a lifetime, like mm-hmm. there, there's nothing else that should close that show but that match, right? Like right. some years it's just obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Austin Rock, WrestleMania 17, you know, what? Like you know, what I mean, like, there's there's uh, there's years where it's just an obvious pick. This year, I don't think there's like an obvious pick, so I think you have a little bit of leeway to play around with it and see, you know, keep your options open. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I That's just what I mean by that. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, I'm not. You're not wrong. I just think where Sasha is right now, she's never been better. Like she's 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 on that role that you see champions get on. That it's almost that thing of oh, this is not even forced. It's just that no people really are into her right now. Like it's her time. For me, I mean, maybe I could be wrong. Right. Um, yeah. No, and, and you're not wrong either. Like, I, yeah, like yeah, honestly, yeah. like I. I wouldn't scoff if like she they closed out night one or night two. Like I wouldn't be like, what the hell? Like no, of course not. Like absolutely. Like, yeah, you just say you want to see a playoff. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm just letting my uh, black woman need to shine <laughs> rain right now. The other aspect of that too is like we don't know what's gonna. We, obviously, we don't know what the card is. So, and I think it, I don't think you will see much of this. Obviously, now that it's two nights, but we've seen other matches that main event the show that don't have that crowd heat because something else on the show basically kind of stole all the heat yeah. or just because of it's a long night or whatever. So Ooh. I don't want that to happen that match. Like you definitely, you're right. You are right about you it because yeah. after Kofi won, yeah. it was over with. I was done. I, I, I was I was legit yeah. done. I was ready to go. I didn't even care about, you know, Becky's moment. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Going back, watching it, oof, the matches, we can talk about it. <laughs> we it could talk about it. Wasn't it. Great. it wasn't great. It, it wasn't great. It was good. It was solid, but it wasn't great. I think it was and just I think, long. I think a lot of it. Yeah, and a lot of it was just. It, the show just went too long, man. I mean, again, by the time they took the ring, it was like 11 45 at night. Like, you can't. You're asking people to be there for seven, seven. Some people were there before the pre show. So you're asking people to be there seven, eight, nine hours almost. Yeah. Like, that's just too much, man. You, I, you're going to lose any crowd. I, I don't care if you're putting on Austin 
Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Rock, Six Pack Challenge, and all in their prize, like you're going to lose the crowd. It's just, it's just inevitable, right? Right. Um, okay, so we'll move from there and we'll talk about the men's and we'll talk about, oh, let me not go fast. Let me go back. I thought the women's yeah. battle royal was the best thing. I thought it was my favorite thing yeah, tonight. I agree with you. Uh, I think it was a, it was very clean. That's the word I want to use. It seemed like they were they were a little bit better with the men. The men seemed just a little janky, but, it, you know, I understand why not get it. This was the first year that I actually felt the women's battle royal topped the men. Yeah. Since they've, been doing women's, since they've been doing the women's rumble, this was the first year that I actually legitimately thought the women's rumble was clearly better than the men's rumble. By a lot, by, and by a mile, too. Yeah. It's not even close. It was fantastic. And, oh, God, I just, I, I gush over Billy Kay. I feel like Netflix should call her and just be like, yeah, we got this comedy show we want you to do or something because she is just hilarious. Her comedic timing is just insane. Her facial expert, everything about what she does is great. And I'm like, how does how does nobody call her up? Hollywood TV is not calling her right now. And who knows? They may eventually, but she's just so good. Um it was yeah. great to see. I like, I like the way they threw, you know, some of the legends, Alicia Fox, uh, Mickey James. You know, I like the way they were sprinkled in. It was just, I just love, I just love that battle royal. I definitely. Yeah, won. it was perfectly booked. Yeah, it was perfectly booked. And what I liked about it was, again, you're making stars, you're highlighting your future. You right. know, without, without, you know, you're not burying. And not that the men's did that per se, but I feel like. The, the rumble just told the women's rumble just told a better story from beginning to end. It highlighted people the way it, it highlighted the people that it needed to highlight. It had a clear cut best winner one, like the best choice to win one. Like it, it just, it, it was just perfect. It's just solid one-on-one booking. You know what the men missed? It didn't have that Keith Lee moment it had last year. I think the men's missed the live crowd. I think that's the one, and I, and I said this. I think I think when we had our clubhouse meeting on Saturday, I think that the rumble of all the W. I mean, let me be clear: all the WWE pay per views miss fans, obviously. Like right. The product as a whole misses fans. But I think the rumble out of all the big matches, the big spectacles that WWE and just wrestling in, in general misses, I think the rumble match is the one that's going to be most affected by fan, by not having fans, because the fans are so much a part of that match too. Mm-hmm. That I think that. It just, it just, I, I feel like the men's one was the first one. Like, I think they were able to survive without having fans on the women's one because they just told us such a great story. But with the men's, it just was such, I, I, it was lacking. Like, I felt it. Like, oh, man, this would, I feel like they were going for something that would have worked better had it had fans there. And it, since it didn't, it just didn't quite hit for me. It, I'm telling you, it didn't, I, I, I feel it didn't really hit because you didn't have that star making moment. Like you had Keith Lee last year, that right? Too. Yep, that too. And that too. Yep. I'm gonna tell you when it really hit me. When they said, Oh, Matt Riddle's just been eliminated. He's been in the ring thirty one minutes and I didn't even realize he was in the ring thirty one minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. I'm like, he was? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. say so, yeah. you just didn't tell. You just didn't tell. They didn't tell the same stories that they did on the fe- on the female side that they did on the male side. It yeah. just it, it just the level of storytelling wasn't there. It just wasn't the same. You had your I mean, NXT the people Friday, come in, and you didn't really have that NXT, you know, for the men. And I don't understand right. why. Like I'm like like okay, I get it. <laughs> Triple H can only protect those guys for so much, and I understand. I don't want to let Cole on it because I know what's going to happen if I let him up there. I, I know what's like. I know what happened if I let some of these guys go up. What's going to happen? 
And maybe some of them are saying, like, maybe some of them are like chopping. Like, no. I, if I got to go up, I'm retired. I'm done. <laughs> some of them might be like that. But <laughs> it was just jarring that. Which is, which is sad. Which is, which is just in itself an indictment, right? Like, the, the fact that. <laughs> You almost don't even want like no, I don't. I don't want to come up to play for the major league because I know it's right? going to happen. So I'll just stay here and in Binghamton and play, you know, Triple A baseball. Like it's just it's it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I think those guys are smart, and I think you know, Chomp is and like not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. It, irregardless of how I feel about you know him personally and his, his views personally, I should say, he's smart. He's like, I know how old I am. I know what my body can take. No. I'm not. I'm not going to bump around for all these guys, you know, for these many days, and because my bump card is almost filled up. So I'd rather just stay here and make yeah. these checks, and I'll be a coach or whatever. But no, nah, the main roster is not for me. And it was just jarring that the only one you had was what was it, Damian Priest? Yeah, Damian Priest was the only one that. But even 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 if the fact even the fact that you don't even have the NXT guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like even because I feel like you have enough talent and you have enough young guys on the main roster. That you can make right but they just didn't do that and this the storytelling was just off right like even the whole daniel bryan journey like even if he didn't win the rumble you still could have done something and told a story but instead you kind of just like he just it, like his elimination just felt like oh bah humbug they eliminated him you know it just right. Felt like, <laughs> right <laughs> and you know like, you're right and that's how they right. got away with it without a crowd if a crowd was there as soon as Daniel got eliminated, exactly. you knew what was about to happen. Right. So they got away with it. Right. 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 So it just, it just, I don't know. It just didn't tell the accurate. It's like, I felt like they were going for things, but it wasn't quite landing. Like even the Brian elimination and how it went down with Seth. Cause I, I think, I think they might be setting up if they, if they do go edge Roman, I think they might be setting up something with Seth and Daniel Bryan. Maybe, maybe I mm-hmm. think they're kind of playing around with that. Maybe. Like even if like even if you do the same thing you did with Brian, like I think that even having a crowd in the in the building, even that might be a little bit better because I think you can kind of put heel heat on on Seth, but it just didn't work right because it didn't right. have that crowd. It didn't it didn't have that that second level where you just like oh okay I get what they're doing. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. Now, what do we say about uh, how do you feel about Edge? Because I know we we kind of I think we talked last night. Everybody had their opinion, but mm-hmm. nobody really got to really say how they really felt about us. So, how did you really feel about Edge with winning? I kind of feel like they. I, I feel like it killed the moment because I feel like they telegraphed it with right. the promo on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in hindsight, they should have probably not did that because once they did, because I had Brian winning all the way up until Monday, right? Like it just made the most sense. Brian, the journey. You know, this is my last, you know, full-time run, you know, blah, blah, blah. Never won the Rumble, yada, 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 right? So it made the most sense until Edge cut that promo. Like, literally when Edge cut that promo at, you know, 9.30, whatever, whatever the time it was that Monday night, um, you just you just knew he was winning the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You just, you just, you just knew he was winning the Rumble. As my kids yell in the background. Uh, <laughs> you just knew he was winning the Rumble from there. So I feel like they kind of telegraphed the moment. And it just kind of it killed it for me. Like, oh, well, not killed it, but it, it kind of like, oh, well, that kind of was obvious now, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but I like I liked it. I mean, look, I'm a fan of Edge. I'm a fan of his story. He cut such an amazing promo too. Like that yeah. promo on Monday was just so, 
Like that, like if you, like that promo needs to, like you need to show that promo to everybody in the back and like, like that's how you, that's how you do it right there. Like with the, with the, with the, with the, with the Leonardo DiCaprio gift, like that's how you do it. That's how you cut a promo. It was money. It told a great story. Like we talk about making baby face, like that's a baby face promo. That's a promo you could be like, okay, all right. I want to see this guy's journey. I want to see him win. Um, so I liked it. I was cool with Edge winning. The only thing I don't like about it is, again, I'm a Brian guy, so I wanted to see Daniel Bryan win. And then also, it just kind of feels like the way they did it, you know, I don't think they should have did it with him being number one, because they didn't tell that that great story of him. You know, it, it just kind of felt like for a lot of large parts, parts of the match, he was kind of just, and again, he's 40 something years old. He's not an active guy. So yeah, I, I get it. I get why. But if you're going to have him come in at number one, he's got to have some significant eliminations. He's got to have some moments where he nearly is eliminated. You know, if you're going to do that with with Edge, you got to do the Ray thing, right? You got to do the Ray thing where it's it's highlights. There's moments. There's there's and Edge just didn't have that. It was just kind of like, oh, he hung out on the bottom rope in the corner there for like thirty minutes <laughs> at a wait, time. And wait, like, oh, hey, hey, I'm let me long enough to do what i had to do let me play devil's advocate and i love to do this because i'm a brian and edge fan so this is what i'll say to you this is what i'll say to anybody by the way, like, i don't want to make it sound like i'm anti-edge oh no no i know what you're saying but just in case anybody less he's not i'm saying for a 47 year old man who's entered number one is it really believable him throwing out anybody and like a lot of people it's him basically just surviving just getting by oh my friend came out to help me he's got my back you know it it was a story there i think it just got muddled with everything else going on around it and they didn't tell a good story as far as the announcers for edge the story was there but you you know you had i feel you go ahead i feel you definitely And, and, and what i mean and what i mean by that is like i don't i didn't Obviously, I'm not sitting here saying 47 year old Edge should be should be eliminating 40 guys. Like that's not what I'm saying. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is like I just didn't have that moment. You know what I mean with Edge, where like, oh man, like damn, Edge might really do this. Like go and I, again, it just I think a lot of it was the promo on Monday night. Like they just telegraphed it so heavy that Edge was just the favorite, and it you never had that underdog story with Edge. It just felt like he was the overdog the entire match. Like. It just felt like either him or Brian, maybe Braun, maybe Seth were the only logical winners. But it was just it just felt like no matter how much you try to make Edge an underdog in this match, like he's gonna win. And that's what it felt like. So I didn't have that I didn't go through that that gamut of questions with Edge. Oh, shit, he might be out. He's gonna he's definitely oh he's in, he's in, he's going like I, I didn't I didn't go through that with Edge. So that's why I felt like it kinda it it, it limited the win in a way. Um, for me, like again, had they not done the promo with Edge, like matter of fact, had Edge been a surprise entrant at number one, and then they go on that journey with Edge throughout the match, then I feel like the win is a little bit more significant. But uh, I, I just feel I'm like they you. telegraphed it to the point where it just kind of felt like, uh I'm with you. I'm definitely seeing. I'm seeing what you're saying, and I think, and I think that's fair. And I just think, I think I blame that more on the commentators. I think I think the story was there. I absolutely do. But when you got the king cracking jokes every, <laughs> yeah, every that's like where the commentary it, hurts everything. Yeah, it's like they are there and he's telling a story. Like it's it's just it's just better, right? Like like better. when 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 Sean won, 
they, you know, it was a story there. Uh, when Austin won, they already they highlighted that person, but they highlighted it in a way of like, okay, you may know he's gonna win, but let's really ride the wave. And I think you did the promo, right. but then you did him uh, a dis, you know, the disjustice not focusing on him in the match. It was like, oh, we'll just ignore him and have him. But people were like, social media, why he just laying there? Why you holding up to the rope? <laughs> like it was just too obvious. And I think. I think if they had a second chance, I think if they had a second chance to, I think if they had a second chance to do it over, especially Cole, if he goes back and watch, he's like, oh man, like I really did him a disservice. Like this is, yeah. See, like I would have done it. See, like, so they, they obviously focused on Randy and edge at the beginning. I would have had edge. I would have had Randy do something to edge to hurt him and take him out of the match for a period. Right. So that way it's like, God damn it. Edge was going to do it. And then Randy came and spoiled it for him again. And then Edge, you know, not at the end of the very end of the match, but maybe like right after 30 comes back out and like, motherfucker, I'm here. And I'm, this is my time. Like do something to, you know, like I, I would have liked it that way more so than what they did with Randy. Cause nobody believed Randy was hurt. And it's always, when you do an injury angle with a heel, it just kind of never really works. Like it always feels kind of silly and, backwards so yeah. i would have much rather them do something with edge where randy takes him out of the match and randy's cocky and he's arrogant and he's confident like i i fucked i screwed him over again and then Randy edge comes back out and i, I feel like that's a better story mm-hmm. than what yeah that definitely um that definitely works for me i mean they could have told it that way too see it's just so many ways after after it plays out Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they could have did this, they could have did that, but I'm sure. Yeah, I had- it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a little unfair. It's easy to look back now, you know, and say, oh, well, I would have did it this way. The total opposite of how they did it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they probably know? thought they had the best idea, in which it wasn't a bad again. It was not a bad idea. I just think if you were going to do it that way, let's tell the story, and nobody told the story. They let the promo tell the story instead of the in ring work tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, so um, it's gonna be interesting way to see where they go with WrestleMania with him because I'm almost subject to thinking like, are they really done with him and Randy? Like, is it like it's I don't just think so, bro. Y- yeah, it's like is he gonna go to WrestleMania for this match for this main event match because it's like uh, you gotta no, go. Actually, I'm calling it now. I think I think, and this is why I'm also kind of hesitant about saying Sasha and Bianca main event night one. Because I think that I think night one they're going to close with Edge and Randy, or night two, whichever they could do it either way. But um, I think they're going to. Cl- I think I think Randy from now till Mania will win. We'll get a we'll get a we'll get a win over Drew and win the title. And I think that because I think Edge will play around. He'll pop up on SmackDown. He'll pop up on Raw. Like oh, you know, keep my. I think Edge will play it that way. Or I don't know who I'm going to choose. He'll, you know, have some interactions with 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 Roman. He'll have some interactions with Drew. I think he'll keep his options open, and then I think that once he sees Randy beat, you know, Drew at Fastlane or Elimination Chamber, whatever, whichever they want to do it. Oh, they do it on a Raw for, for all the hell we know. Um, <laughs> I think that that makes that makes that makes Edge's decision clear. Like, oh, like this this is this is it because I feel like. In, WWE's thinking, A, you know they're going to want to do the third match, right? You know they're going to want to do the rubber match. And in their minds, I'm not thinking in my mind, I'm thinking in their minds, what better way to do it than at Mania for the title? You know, in, in Vince's oh, mind. Oh, man. 
like I'm that's so, I'm so worried about that. I'm, so I'm really feeling because I, I I said it last night. I was like, I don't like how much attention Randy and Edge is getting in this World Rumble match, bro. Like I'm just not. I don't think they're done with this. I don't think they're done. And you can and you and you notice right? Randy came out out no burn marks. I think they're kind of slowly <laughs> transitioning away. I think Randy had the greatest recovery from burns you've seen in history, goddamn. Um, <laughs> I put on Twitter he had um, the same I thing Hawkeye had. He had, he had that skin know, thing. Right? <laughs> Your face is clear, buddy. For real, right? Yeah, like, this man it feels like twenty-two all over again. Clear, clear complexion. <laughs> um, so I think I think they're transitioning away from the Randy Fiend stuff. And oh I think, yeah. I, I don't think that was a coincidence. I think that I think that I think Randy might get the belt, bro. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays. Uh, I'm really I, I'm crazy to say this i'm really looking forward to uh, raw tonight because i want to see how, where i'm sure everybody will be on this show tonight they'll probably have everybody backstage so I'm, i want to see how this road to wrestlemania is going to go um I, I really enjoyed this time but uh another match we could talk about is uh my second favorite match in the night was uh kevin owens and Roman Reigns, and we can just talk of gushing over Roman Reigns all we want, but everybody already has. And just how good he is, man, it's just insane. And how much I think that WWE itself missed the boat on what they really had. They knew they had something. And what they wanted, nobody wanted. But, man, what what they're giving to us now is like, ah, it's the chef kiss. Just, just imagine going into 2015. If you switch Seth with Roman, just, just like, just perfect. It's money, right? Mm-hmm. You get this because the dude always like, and and I was one of those Roman guys too, right? Like those Roman people that killed Roman and bashed him. And and, and I'm not as I'm not as like forgiving of Roman because I feel like a lot of it Roman did to himself. He did. He had some questionable interviews. Um. You know, in, in publications, I feel like a lot of it obviously was Vince induced, but I feel like Roman did bring a lot of that stuff on himself, too. So I, I was never as forgiven as some other folks are to Roman and why he kind of got scorned from the fans. I feel like it, I thought it was 60, 40 company Roman. Um, but I mean, the dude, but I've but I've never but I've never, ever questioned the dude's talent. Like, I've never said he was a scrub. I never said that he, he didn't have talent. I mean, he just his look is just money, right? Like the dude has talent. You could just watch him and just know, oh yeah, that guy's that guy's that guy's a guy you build around. Yeah. But it just it just didn't work, and they should have readjusted. They should have recalibrated early on, and they could have spared this guy four years of just embarrassment and back and forth. Like they just got stuck, and they dug themselves into this hole with this civil war with the fans that just any, and what did that, what did that accomplish? You ended up turning him heel anyway. And now look at him. He's killing when you could have just did this five years ago and look at what you would have had. Well, you know, the the thing about that is too. um, The first thing is that I think that I probably um, was one of those guys. Yeah. I was probably beating up Roman, but it wasn't because, you know, I wasn't blaming him. It was more of the company and just, positioning him but yeah. i also think now i'm just like more of well you know the x factor here is Heyman. like does it work without Heyman? does it really Absolutely. work without Heyman? I, I think it works i think i think it works without Heyman, but i think Heyman is just Heyman is like oh that Heyman's like that that 
that sauce that you add at the end to just make it take it to that next level. I still think it works without him. Like I do. Because I think it can. Doing it, I, I, uh, everything that he's doing individually, I think it. Uh, he's he's doing he's killing it. And then you add the, the the Heyman element, and it's just it's just it's just art. Okay, right? let me Picasso. say. Let me put it this way. Five years right. ago, does it work without Heyman? Like Heyman, the, oh, we just gonna turn him heel? Does it work? Because. We have we have Roma in a certain position, really. Like, no, I am the alpha dog. I'm the tribal chief. You know, you're going to respect me. And it started, it just bubbled. And, it, you know, it bubbled up. It grew. It grew. It grew. And, you know, I know Heyman is a part of his, the creative process, you know, with him and Roma. I know they work together. And Roman says, just gushes over Heyman and stuff like that. Because there was one thing you could say about him, but you can't talk about what he brings to the table as far as creatively. Now, for whatever reason. He's a genius. Yeah, He's for, a genius. for whatever reasons things happen on Raw, you know, whatever, whatever. That is what it is. But when it comes to like, I want you to work with this one person, or you know, when he was doing A, B, C, and D and ECW for people who may not have been superstars, but he made them believe and made them be stars in ECW. Yeah. You know, he. I mean, he. Yeah, he's just really good at. Amen. Getting the best out of people. He's a great talent evaluator, and he's great at finding that missing asset that a guy or gal is missing. Like he's he's good at find. Like I compare, like you know, this is and this is going to sound off key, but Paul Heyman is like the Rajon Rondo of wrestling. Like, do I want Rajon Rondo for eighty-two games on a bad crappy team? <laughs> no, because Rondo's you're going to want to kill Rondo. But Rondo on a championship team and playoffs Rondo with talent. In the playoffs, yeah. oh, he's just—he's—he's he's, he's an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Heyman. Do I want Heyman running my company <laughs> and 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 making sure dudes get paid? No, no. But <laughs> if, I, if I but if I send top guys or even guys that I I can see that I see something in and say, hey, go work with that guy. I love it. That's the perfect role for Ron, for, for for Heyman because he's such a genius and he's so creative and he's talented and he just gets it. He understands. How wrestling works and he understands the mind of wrestling fans that's the biggest thing you could be talented and you could be creative but you know like that's a missing element like you have to understand how wrestling fans think and Heyman is a wrestling fan he was a wrestling fan and he understands how wrestling fans work and he understands what makes money and what sells in wrestling so I think that I, I look you never know had it been five years ago without Heyman you don't know Mm-hmm. What happens? Like, obviously, it's easy to say now with 2020, 2021 lenses that, yeah, clearly it works in 2015, but you never know. I still think it does because, like, even just the Brock match at WrestleMania 31, like, have Heyman turn on Brock and Roman align himself with Heyman. Like, just think of how much better that would have been than what they did. You know, set aside, right? Set aside. Like, how much better would that have been? Than what they did, you know that, what I mean? Like it just it it just makes too much sense. It made too much sense, and everybody knew it. Like I think a lot of people knew it. They just dug themselves, they dug their heels into the ground. Obviously, with the whole Brian thing and just this war with the crowd, that they they cost they cost themselves money. I believe in the long run, they cost themselves five years of just drawing with this guy because they just were petulant and childish. I um. I'm interested in, into knowing how much does Vince play a role in 2020, 2020, 2020 and 2021 
because we know how much hands-on he was with the baby face side. I would yeah. just love to know that. I probably would never will know, but it seems like he fell back for good reasons. Like I think he fell back too. Yeah, I think like he fell back because I don't think Vince. I don't think Vince can push. I think Vince at one point was perfect at pushing baby faces. It's debatable whether he's there now, but um, I think with heels, he's never been able to really like develop heels. It's just been clear, right? Um, so I think he fell back, and I think he, I think he entrusted Hank because he he knows what he has in Roman, the performer, right? Like he knows Roman's good. He knows Roman can wrestle. He knows Roman can do the the job in the ring. Um, but the personality, the promos, the facial features, all those things, you could just tell that's Heyman. You can just tell the team. So I think he's just—I think he's just letting Ray, Roman and Heyman just do work together. Um, it's it's, uh, it's interesting too, and um, I just find Kevin Owens is just in a just a—he's in a sweet Man. spot, and he's in a in 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 a weird spot because he's so good, whether babyface or heel. He's great, and it's no, like he's great. Like, Kevin Owens, <clears throat> bro. Let's give him his flowers, bro. He's one of my guys. Like I love Kevin Owens. I've I've loved him since he was Steam back in the Indies. Like Kevin Owens is a star. He's great. Like and he's great in any era. Right. Like, Kevin Owens would have been great in 1978. He would have been great in 1998. He'd have been. He's great now. Like Kevin Owens is one of those guys that's just great. And I think that I think the company's now finally starting to agree. That they see it because I know the fans saw it. The fans know it. I mean, right. If, if you've been arrested more than five minutes you knew that right yeah but i think the company now is starting to see like yo this guy is just everything we give him yeah everything we give him we give him comedy he knocks it out of the park we put him on commentary he knocks it out of the park we put him in a tag team he knocks it out of the park we make him a, a jobber he makes being a jobber good like even like him jobbing out to braun for six months like he made that just good just by him just by him being him right like even that, like where that would have killed like ninety eight percent of the guys on the roster, Kevin Owens was able to survive that. So like that just shows you that this guy just has it, man. Whatever that it is, whatever they say that it in wrestling is, like Kevin Owens has it. And I just I hope that they do something with him, man. Like he should have a championship. Like he should be a champion. And heel or babyface, he's great at both. I honestly think he's a better babyface than he is even a heel. Like, and as good as a heel he can be, like, I think he's a great baby face because, again, he's someone that's believable, that you want to go on a journey with. He's a guy that you can see yourself hanging out with. Like, you want to go on this journey with him. And it doesn't, and also, I think he's someone that looks like me and you, not skin color wise, right? But right. he's just a regular, <laughs> a regular guy. dude. Yeah. He's not out here with a, he's not six foot nine, 390 pounds with muscles looking like Carlito. Um, <laughs> He, he's a regular dude, and I think that also helps, man. So, yeah, he's, yeah um, shout out to Kevin Owens, man. Let's give him his flowers, bro, because he's he's just incredible at everything. He's just that dude now that I feel like he's gonna be he's gonna take the place of Brian whenever Brian retires. If he's still wrestling, yeah, okay, we can get Kevin to do it. But I hope they have. I or hope, even, or even Punk, or even Punk, like he can even take that Punk route where he could be. You know the voice of the voiceless, like because I could see him dropping a pipe on, like I could see him taking that. Yeah, maybe but you, not, not maybe not in the same vein as Punk, but I could see him even doing that. Like it's, whatever the dude do, whatever the dude dude does, or whatever they give him, he's just I know he's gonna do what with it. 
Yeah, we're going to one day do a deep dive on punk because something interesting I found out looking at old stuff. And it didn't hit me Uh-oh. until somebody, you know, you know it's, it's, I'm, punk is, he he was the man, but yeah, we'll talk about it one day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can say that for a future episode. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, some thoughts I have about him now. But um, as far as the match went, I thought that match was fantastic. And I just don't know where you go now with that. Like, if they want to do another match, because I didn't think they were going to do this match, the last man stand is like, but where do you go now with a match? I think you give it a break for now because I think that you're running into the territory where it's like, okay, we've done it now. Like now, if you do it another week or another month, now you almost have to put over Kevin Owens because it's like, like it works for two pay-per-views. It works for maybe three, two and a half, three, but that's it. Like now you have to get, like I want to see because let's let's just say they do Edge, Roman, or even if they do Brian Roman, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think we both feel like Roman's going to retain, right? So yeah, if they do, if they do, if, if Roman retains, right, and then Kevin Owens wins the Money in the Bank, you could pick this back up at SummerSlam, you could pick this back up wherever, right? And that's when you do the title change, and that's when you that's where Kevin Owens gets the big win. He finally does it. Finally. Finally beats his his rival. I like I, like, I like the way you think it. I like that. I really I actually I love that idea. Yeah, I didn't even I think mean, about that. And it's not rocket science. Like you know, it's just, it's again like I get so frustrated because I don't feel like this shit is rocket science. Like this isn't like trying to figure out a forty six defense to try to stop you know <laughs> a, a strong Russian attack. Like it's not like this is just basic storytelling and booking. Like you put people in the roles that they're built for and that they're, that they fit and you just let them be them. You don't overly script. You don't overly micromanage. You tell good stories. You have good matches. You create compelling characters and that's wrestling. Like it's not rocket science. We're not sitting here trying to, you know, you know, freaking fool billionaires out of hedge hedge fund billionaires out of money. Like with like great stuff where it does take some, some smarts and some creativity. Like this is just, Basic, like, yo, telling a good story with good, talented people to fit and play roles. Like, I, I just, it, ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it, man. I get it. I definitely get it. It's just, I think when it comes to wrestling, I think that we know as far as fans what we want to see and how it should go. But I think it's a lot of things as far as, the face. Who do we want to put here? Who do we want to position here? Oh, the Miz can do all this, and but do we really want to put Kevin Owens out there? You know what I'm saying? It plays. It, it goes outside the ring, and it's like it starts to be more of a political thing as far as like, well, we can't put him here because he doesn't look this way. But you know, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's all this stuff that plays into a factor. It's not like the NWA days or AWA or whatever else was out there where it's just like, oh no, he's our champion, that's what we're gonna roll with. Dusty Rose is our champion, and that's what's cool. You know, now it's like Vince, oh well, look at the body. He's kinda gotten away from just, that. But I'm still somewhat so um, so what? Who cares? Oh, we know, like, we know that, yeah, of course. Right, you know, I know I know you know this, and I know majority of wrestling fans. But like honestly, just who cares, man? Can you honestly tell me that you don't watch Kevin Owens and see this guy is a fucking star? Like you don't see it, 
you don't see it like you can't tell oh because he's not walking around with six foot muscles six foot six packs and and isn't six foot nine and has muscles upon top of muscles on top of muscles he's not a star go to hell <laughs> i mean when 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 it's just amazing how a guy like austin can say Cicero's a star but vince says no no he's not people don't understand what he's saying he's not a star Kevin Owens is a star. No, he's not a star. Uh, he needs to get his body together. And it's, it's, it's just amazing. Like, uh, other wrestlers can see, but the boss is like, no. And this is not to take anything away from Vince because he's been doing it for a very long time. He's making, he just, God damn, he just made another billion. So who am I to tell him what to do? And you know what? <laughs> I, I, I think that, I think on certain people, Vince has been right. Like, I may be in the minority. I've never been Cesaro's star guy. Like, I think Cesaro's the guy that works with the star. Like, I think they should have protected and taken care of Cesaro way more than they have over these last few years, right? So I think that there's money in Cesaro, but do I think Cesaro is a superstar? Do I think Cesaro's a guy? Like, I like I don't think Cesaro is in Kevin Owens. I don't. I think I don't think he has the promo ability. I don't think he has the charisma. I think Cesaro is the guy that works with the guy that makes you money. But that, but that's but that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at like, all. Everybody thinks that's like a that's not a bad thing. Like there's plenty of people that have made Hall of Fame that have made big money by being guys that work with the guy. Like I could argue Triple H is the guy that works with the guy. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you know so but so so has so is Vince right in the sense that Cesaro is not a superstar? Is he? You know, is he Stone Cold? Is he The Rock? Is he that low? Is he Cena? No. But can Cesaro be a main event heel, a very good main event heel that makes you money and with the right opponents and the right program could be a very good hand for you? Absolutely. There's a reason why Absolutely. there's a reason why we had guys like Perfect Rude. Um you know, those mid card guys, boss man. It was there was a reason why they were there. And that's because they were really good. And they were that next step up to where they wanted you to go. And if you could work with those guys, oh, most definitely. Now, I will fight anybody mm-hmm. about perfect should have had a title run, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I get that. I get it. I get it. And then I, th- I think I think that's a lot of the times missing with the younger generation. And I mean the the the, the kids behind us that they're like, well, no, he's a star. He's a star. He's he can be a star, but he may not be the star, and it's still okay because I'm, I'm a huge Mr. Perfect fan. I was a huge Kurt Henning fan, you know, a fan of his, and I was like, oh, he's really good in the ring. Like, even before Bret Hart got to, you know, world title status, I used to enjoy his matches with the Hart Foundation. You know, so he made that, you know, that move up and stuff like that. And then, you know, the world title, I was just cherry on top because I never thought it would happen as a kid. I was like, oh, wow, he's Tim, all right, you know, but I get it because everybody want to see everybody shine. But just remember that the shining is a little bit different when you get into an actual uh, company as far as your WWE and your WCWs and your AEWs and the ECWs. You know, everybody has a position to play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, as far as that match went. I thought that match was just awesome, man. And I felt like <laughs> Matt Hardy didn't have to be petty and put up the whole when they did. Super, <laughs> Super petty. <laughs> okay, we get it. We know you used the golf cart, but we can go to our wrestling history and see. You know what I'm saying? 
people taking stuff from other people. That that yeah. was just like, come on, man. People take stuff from people all the time. Yeah, you better than that. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, get no, it. that match was incredible. Uh, that was a really, I, I that was a great. I, that was my favorite match of the night. I, I liked that match overall. I, you know, even the fin. I know people didn't like the finish. I like. I, I did. I did. They run a little too long with the handcuff spot. I think they they went maybe like a minute and a half too long. You know, they probably, I think in her, in hindsight, in retrospect, they probably trim a minute or two off of that and it works perfect. But I mean, I loved everything about the match. I loved the physicality. Like, again, it just felt like two guys that just wanted to kill each other. And that's what I want. I want my wrestling to be violent and physical, not ECW violent, but violent, physical, <laughs> tell the great story. You know, they just, they're just two guys that want to kill each other for a piece of leather and gold right that's it that's wrestling again common sense it was great it was great i just i thought the physicality of the match was just awesome and it is like it peaked it got to that point because as the feud's been going on you know what i mean it was like that was the that was the tipping point so far and i think you're right i think that break would be great and then money in the bank i'm cashing in on you when you least expect it roman so um, that would be so awesome. But I enjoyed the match. Um, Sasha Carmelo. Listen, uh, I'm I, there. I'm there. I enjoy. How can I say this? I enjoy what they're doing with Carmelo right now. She doesn't feel like an afterthought. If she's there, you know, you can tell that character has somewhere to grow and go. Um, and it seems like she's. One with the character, if that makes any sense. Like, it's not too far from the real person. Yeah. So that's yeah, always yeah. a plus. Yeah. And being in the ring with I've Sasha... Liked- being in the ring with Sasha just made okay. her match even better. Because... Uh, oh, for the, fortunately, she didn't get hurt doing the little... Um, <laughs> tope, was a tope outside the <laughs> yeah. ring? Because I was like, oh, shit, when yeah. I saw it. And I was like, oh, I think she's good. Yeah, but I'm glad yeah she, I saw that too. But other yeah. than that, she, well, her interactions with... Carm, um, Sasha matches have been pretty solid, pretty good. They have a good chemistry. They have a good rapport. You could just tell some people just work that well together, and some people just don't. It's like anything in life, right? Like you just have a chemistry with certain people that you don't want others. I mean, we've you know, I've interviewed people on podcasts that I thought I would have a good rapport and conversation with, and it was terrible. And I have other people that it just—it's magic every time we talk, right? Right. Um, same thing in wrestling. You know, it's it's a dance, right? At the end of the day, right? And those two people have to have a chemistry. You could just tell that 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 uh, Sasha and Carmella have a chemistry. And I've always, I wouldn't say high, but I've always felt like there's something with Carmella. Like there's something there. I don't know what it is. Like it's quite undeveloped, and you know, it's it's like a diamond that's not quite flourished yet. There you I, go. I like Carmella a lot. I think she she. She has something. She has look. Is she a superstar? No. Is she? Is she? Is she? Is she Sasha Bailey? Rare, uh, you know, Bianca level? No. But she's I guess she's, she's right under that. Sec- she's right up under them in that second level. She's in that pool right. of. She's the gal that works with the gal that makes money, and there's nothing wrong with that. You could get a couple title reigns. You could draw money with that person. You pay people pay to see you beat that person. There's nothing in the world wrong with that. Um, I think I think the character's going to grow. I, I think the character's going. I'm I would like to see where she's going to be at by the end of the year. Um, I think it's going to be super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reginald character, I don't like it. 
for you don't like the Reginald Cal? I get a kick out of it. It's funny. It was funny at first. It adds to it. It adds to it. But it's it's something about it that I just Nope. <laughs> I don't like that. Don't like that one I feel bit. You. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's too reminiscent of a time and era that was there. Uh all you gotta do is go look back at the million dollar man and you understand what I'm saying. Uh but other than I, I respect I respect I respect what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I might be reaching, I could be. It's just you know, you just get to when you see it, it just kind of just give you a bad feel. And there's nothing. I, I'm sure. Hey, he's getting a paycheck. He care less what I'm thinking. Um, just I hope they watch because that can go eerily wrong. You know, it could go eerily wrong, and yeah. it just people be like, "Oh, why did they do that?" And I just know, especially in today's, especially in today's climate. Yeah, because they can be definitely tone deaf sometimes about certain things. Um, I don't think. Oh, <laughs> Other than that, what's the um? I didn't watch the pre-show match, so I, I don't even want to judge yeah, it or see. Yeah, I didn't I see it. I just know you know they've got new tag team champions, which I wish. And and this will help those ladies out that's in that different level at the bottom level, not bottom, but you know in that mid level. I think they really need to focus on those tag team titles. Like they really need to get behind them, um, because you have a lot of women. All the belts. All the belts. True. They need to focus on all the belts and make the belts matter. So, yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. But especially the women, because I think it will give those um, Dana Brooks and those uh, Carmella and those girls there more, you know what I'm saying, something to work for, get better. Because the tag team matches definitely help you. I mean, just look at some of the superstars that came from tag teams. So it's not like it can't help you get better. Um, I think Dana Brooks absolutely got better from where she initially was when she they had her on the ring on Monday nights and I was just like why are they doing this to this woman and you know now it's like she's not the all star wrestler but she's gotten progr- you know she's gotten better like it's passable like okay I see it again to the point to the point that we were making earlier like again not everybody's a superstar not everybody's a singles act some people work better in groups or in a team like there's nothing wrong with that like, like, what is wrong with having tag teams and making people just exclusively tag team wrestlers? Like, people have made a great living in this business being tag teams. Right. And it should be, should be the same for women. Like, it's okay. Like, the Iconics. Do I like them individually? I know you're higher on, 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 <laughs> Billy, on Billy K, K than, than Ben Bowles. <laughs> but, but the Iconics, like, just make them a tag team, a shitty tag team that you just want to see get their asses handed to them. There's nothing wrong with that. You yeah. can make money like that. They were Same fine. The there was no reason to break them up. There was no re- unless they wanted to break up. And I don't think they did after watching that video when they were about to break up, them crying and hugging on each other. So it's just like, no, they were a great. You just had them being a heel tag team, um, getting, you know, winning the belts by any means necessary. And now it's just like, we're going to split them up. But we're going we gonna to put y'all two in different tag teams. Why? Right? Look, I have a theory. WWE, they struck magic with Sean and Marty in 1992, and they've been trying to recreate that with tag teams and groups ever since. And they just, it never works. So I, I think they, they rush groups to break up because they're trying to have that moment, that, 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 that lightning in a bottle moment again, like they have with Sean and Marty. And it just never works. Like they're so quick to try to break up these factions and tag teams. Like, just let it play out, bro. Like, just let it play out. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, other than that, I think we can wrap up. I think we hit all the matches. Like, I mean, we can talk. Well, no, 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 no. I would be, we cannot leave here without talking about it. I don't want anybody to jump down our throats. Uh, <laughs> pause. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg <laughs> and uh, oh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, um, like I said before, it was fine. I said it in the clubhouse. I mean, it was what it was. I didn't expect anything. Uh, I know Goldberg is under a contract where he wrestles two matches a year. Yeah, two matches a year. I'm not sure when it ends, so that means he has, I guess, another match, and I'm guessing that'll be a super show if they do one this year. I'm not sure. Or Mania. Yeah, or Mania. one or the other. Um, I don't think we need to have these type of Goldberg matches anymore. Um, I think they found something, and they kept on going back to it with the whole, like, well, this happens before the bell rings. Uh, he gets in the ring. You know, that whole scenario has been – you've done it too much now. Yeah, now you've done it, yeah. Like anything they do, they, they find something that works and then they overdo it to the point where it doesn't work anymore. Um, I think the days of, you know, him winning a title, no. I think you need – if you want to do something, you know, you want to put him in that little mid-card spot to guys that's like on that bubble or a little bit below it, that's fine. Or um, maybe like a marquee thing or – Something like to the effect of, oh, like how they were doing with him and Dolph Ziggler. That was fine. That was a great position for him yes. because he got in and got out. And it wasn't really not too much. It wasn't too much to it. You do what you do with, with Ziggler, but have it with a guy that you actually like, like a young guy who's not there yet, who's not ready yet, kind of in that Carmelo vein where it's like a diamond that's not flourished yet, a, sh- a, you know, a, a heel that's been talking shit for right. all for like three, four months and you have Goldberg challenge him and you can have the heel, maybe get some comeuppance on, on, on Goldberg a couple times, maybe lay him out or two, but then comes the pay-per-view and Goldberg just runs through him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, again, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Like that's the perfect use for Goldberg. If yeah. you, if you have to use Goldberg and I'm higher on Goldberg than other people are. Like, I, I think that, People look at Goldberg in 2020, 2019, 2017 lenses and, and don't remember like this guy was one of the biggest stars on the planet. Yeah, it's hard. In wrestling. It's hard. It's, you know, it, it, it's like hard. It's hard if I'm 20 or 21 saying, oh, okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, all right, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, true. And they don't, they don't remember or they just weren't around to see 97, 98, the magic that they had with Goldberg. You know, so so I get it. I get it, right? But it's like, I, I still think there's uses for Bill Goldberg. Obviously, they've done it to death. I don't want to see him in a championship match. I don't want to see him in any kind of big feuds. I think his time has gone, come and gone. But I still think in short doses, he still works. And, uh, you know, there's, again, nothing wrong with putting him in a, in a ring with a, with a, you know, a name, a, name, a, name a heel, gender, you know. And just having him <laughs> kill gender for a couple minutes, and then that's it. He goes home, cashes a check, and that's it. Uh, that? Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, it was fine. Uh, Drew, it, it, it's a notch in the Drew's belt. It really doesn't do anything for Drew. It just keeps, you know, that win is like they can just build off that as far as commentary and stuff like that. And I guess that's cool. And my last thing before I close out tonight is going back to Edge. I definitely don't believe Edge if he ends up going for a title, he definitely doesn't need to win. Serve, serves no purpose. It doesn't do anything. True. It, it, I, I just don't see a point of him winning the Universal or Heavyweight title. And we lead. I'm an Edge Unless fan. Unless it's Randy. 
unless, unless it's Randy and you telling that story. But and that's what makes me think that it's going to be Randy and Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah, just it, when you look at it, when you think about it, right? Like it just it makes too much sense if you're going to do it and you have to do that because whatever reason you just have your rocks off and you want to do a third rubber match between these two, then. Then Edge goes over, closes night one or night two, and then you've told a a somewhat tidy two year story. <laughs> yes, um, we are going to close it out right there because we are over the hour mark. Hour and fifteen. So yeah, we've talked enough wrestling <laughs> for now. If you hey, want to, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, this was fun. This is the first time. Officially for me and you as a host and co-host, and um, we got many more episodes. Like I said, I got a CM Punk episode that I want to get out, and we don't have to rush it out, but it's just something I've been thinking about. Um, and I think we'll come back after the next WWE pay per view. I think we'll keep them just with WWE pay per views because, like I said, I don't expect you to get every AEW pay per view or to watch AEW pay per view or New Japan to be, you know. Uh- New Japan might be rough for me just because I, you know, New Japan, I, I, I get shit on it all the time by friends of mine who are New Japan fiends and it's like, oh, you got to watch New Japan more. I'm like, New Japan is an acquired taste, man. You got to, I got to be in the mood for New Japan, man. And I gotta I'm not out. mad with you. It's I like just, it. I like it. It's just an acquired, it's like duck. You know, it's an acquired taste. Like, you know, I got a <laughs> special occasion. You know, I got to, it got to be an anniversary. got to set the mood. It's not wrong with that. I used to be that person, like, oh, you gotta watch New Japan. Yeah, I just stopped because I understand it's only so much time in a day. Easy. It's not easy. Yeah, it's yeah, not easy. and it's, it's like you gotta pick and choose what you want to see. Um, and right. I'm not mad at that. But right AEW, now. I love AEW. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So if you definitely like, I don't, I don't know what the next. See, the next one's kind of shaky because this whole Shaq and Cody thing is just really bugging me. But that's another topic. Yeah. Um, we we'll will get out. out. We'll, 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 we'll let y'all know. Yeah, we we'll definitely will. And, uh, we'll come back with it. Um, I think just for yeah, we'll let you know. But um, anyway, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and on Facebook, and on Instagram at the Real Jeff versus the World. Uh, if you're looking for something interesting, I just dropped an episode with my homie uh, Lena the Diva. She is prepping her EP that's going to come out soon. And she gave me two tracks that okay. I got to play uh, today, and we got to chop it up. Because the last time I talked to her was 2019, uh, oh, wow. and the world was different. So talking to her yeah. now, you know, during COVID, the pandemic, and just how things are moving now, and her process of uh, creating and making music and stuff is a lot you know, different things changed a little bit, but we talked for about 30 to 40 minutes. A great conversation. She's one of my favorite people to have that I talked to on the show, but that episode is up. This will be up and tomorrow, you know, hood classics will be up. Me and Shahid are doing, bro, you got to get me on a hood classics, bro. Like I'm, I'm feeling besmirched now, bro. Like, you haven't got me on a hood classic like, passage of 57. Like, bro, that's my, sh- like, we, I gotta be on one of these now. We're gonna get you, man. We we are very we are in our own world when it comes to that. So then it's like, all right, who who do we get for this show? Who do we got for this show? So we gotta be strategic about it. I I think with more and more what I need to do is be more this is the movies we're doing this month. To make it easier for <laughs> yeah, other people. And so that we can actually pencil it in, like, okay, this person, that person. Because I know when, whenever we do Robocop, Rich is supposed to be on again. Whenever we oh, do. Oh, yeah, you gotta. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. Bro, 
if you know you know me now like we're friends you know <laughs> Bet. okay i got you i got you so 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 you know me sports politics etc but you know movies are my thing especially uh, especially hood classics so yeah let me know i'm down definitely. anytime definitely definitely so let everybody know what you got going on where they can find you at and all that good stuff yes sir uh Obviously, you guys know me, but if you don't, uh, Manny Brown, host or co-host now, still getting used to doing it, uh, co-host of Any Given Sunday, a weekly podcast where we talk about sports and politics and pop culture, just a little bit of everything in between. Uh, We didn't do an episode last night because of obviously the rumble and then the weather on the East Coast and all that good stuff. So we are actually doing one tonight, um, later on tonight. So um, me and my co-host, Josh Rodriguez, who hosts his own podcast, The Dime NBA with Josh Rodriguez. Go check that out, by the way, too. Um, but yeah, man, uh, any, any given Sunday, new episodes every single Sunday. We are actually doing a live show, a post Super Bowl show this weekend coming up right after the game. Um, so if you follow me on social media, which is Twitter at the Manuel Brown, Instagram, the Manuel Brown, Facebook, Manuel Brown, Snapchat, many both 15. I will get you all the details on that. So, and I'm also working on a new baseball only podcast that's going to come out soon. So I'll plug that, uh, the next time I'm on. All righty. Until next time, we are out. Stay safe. Peace. All right. Peace, everybody.